Hey everyone, welcome to the 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Thank you for joining us today for episode 97. 41 Strong is a podcast that delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help people like you hold on and stand strong. And today I'm so excited to have my friend Kim Martin in the studio. Kim Martin is an owner of Curves in Peoria and Lake Zurich, Illinois. She's also the founder of an organization called I've Decided. We're going to hear a lot more about that. But first of all, Kim, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's great to yeah. have you. And, and in fact, I I had the opportunity to be on I've Decided Radio yeah. back around Easter. Yes. So it's that so was cool. a great message. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I had a blast. Perfectly. So I'm like, hey, you need to come on 41 Strong. We've been talking about it. I've read your book. Uh, uh, Thank you. Well, well, <laughs> and it's well, here, awesome. I love the message. So yeah. Well, thank you. Well, here, here, here we are, and um, I want to make sure that we give you plenty of time to unpack. I've decided. So let's just begin. Why don't you yeah. introduce yourself to those who are unfamiliar with you? They're unfamiliar with I've decided. Maybe a little bit of your story and and how I decided came about and what is I've decided. Sure. Yeah. I'd be happy Great. to. I love talking about I've decided, as everybody <laughs> knows. So, hey, everybody. I'm so excited uh, to be here. Um, well, you know, my story started as a Curves owner. Actually, I started working for a Curves before I became a Curves owner. I was a Curves manager okay. uh, from the time I was about 22 to 24. Okay. And at 24 years old, I bought my first Curves franchise wow. in Carrollton, Georgia. Wow. And so that's kind of where my story began. And in hindsight, I love this because, you know, you have those pivotal moments where you can think back and you go, I decided to do something. I made a huge decision. I stuck yeah. the stake in the ground and I yes. went for it. Yeah. And honestly, that was uh, one of the major pivotal mo moments in my life when I decided um, at that time that it's like, if I can do this working for someone, I can do this for myself. I'm going to open my own business. I'm going to do it no matter what, right? I'm yeah. going to figure it out. Yeah. And so at 24 years old, I opened my first Curves. I had no idea really what I was doing. A little bit of experience as a manager, but never been a business owner. <laughs> never, you know, I managed people. I worked for retail, worked for the Gap as a manager, but I mean, it was just like dive right in and start wow. learning and uh, was had my first Curves uh, ended up with about 1,500 members. We were over the top wow. successful and uh, that brought a lot of great things. And some of the, uh, one of the great things that came about from that is that because I was running such a successful Curves, that caught the eye of Curves International. Mm. And so they wanted me to kind of start working for them and helping them coach and train new owners coming in and franchises. Okay. So I became what they call a mentor. And I traveled around and uh, helped clubs open. And okay. so I had my own business and did that. And then, uh, then they hired me to be an area director. Okay. And so I kind of oversaw many clubs and because of that opportunity, um, I went through a lot of trainings and, you know, got certifications in nutrition and exercise, kinesiology and behavior management. And working for Curves International, I um, was well, well, well trained. They traveled us really around the country 
and uh, I actually got to see Zig Ziglar in person. Oh, wow. And not just in person, we actually got to go to dinner with him. How cool and is It was that? a life-changing experience for Man. me. And I know this is kind of long-winded. I'm going to get to the point. But the point is, is that... Um, Back then, I heard Zig speak. Uh, he trained us. He spoke to our little group of area directors. There were um, probably about 50 to 60 of us. He spoke to the whole crowd at one point during that conference, but sure. we got special attention because, you know, how God just puts you in the, yeah. that place just to, so you get what you need. And, he is, and Zig Ziglar is famous for saying, you will be successful if you help enough other people be successful. Love and that. when he looked at us in the eye, and it was like he was right here, and he said that, I believed him. Awesome. I'm like, that's so the So what truth. you saw on the stage, you saw in an inner circle in person, right? Yeah, I just got chills just saying that. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I still, I mean, it was life-changing for me. Wow. I, uh, I, I just, you know, Pastor Chuck, I just believed him. I mean, I still believe him. I, I just, you hear truth and you're like, that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. And at, it was that moment that I knew why I was so successful with my curves. I was like, I just help people. I'm, I motivate them. I encourage them to be better. And I just want to help as many people as I can. Awesome. I, I love that. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to the present yep. now. You oversee an organization that you founded called I've, I've decided, decided, where you yeah. help other people put their stake in the That's ground. That's right. Say, I have decided, you know, it's funny, you, you mentioned that you were a business owner at age 24. Yes. And um, my wife and I, we planted Rock Church. She was 24. I was 27, I think. <laughs> around. We just hit 20 years of, right. of, of, of Rock Church just a few weeks ago. And um, I look back, and that's exactly what we did. We put our stake in the ground. I know there's people watching, there's yes. people listening right now that you have a dream in your heart. And hopefully today could be some motivation to say, I've decided I'm, I'm going to do this. And that's, that's what right. we did back in 1998. We opened our doors for the first time. And what's funny is we had never pastored a church. I had been in youth ministry. I had been a youth pastor. But when it came to church planting, we didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> but we knew we were supposed to step out in right. faith. We knew we had to do exactly what God was asking us to do. And we could probably write a book today on how not to plant a church, <laughs> right. but we also could write a book on how to make it 20 That's right. years. So um, tell us about I've Decided. Yeah. So, okay. So that started my mission through curves, I wanted to help people. And that's how I did, you know, and that's what I did. And I, and I coached people for years and years and years. Well, um, you know, many, about five years ago, I just felt I, I wanted to do some type of community movement. There were a few things that I had learned by being a coach of helping people lose weight, which is one of the hardest things to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on that journey right now. <laughs> running. And so as a behavior coach, you know, there were a few epiphanies that, um, that I give the glory to the Lord for that he showed me along the way. And one of them is that, and I said this over and over to people that I coach, is that you can't just want something, okay? Everybody wants to go to heaven, Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, maybe even, I, even if you're a non-believer, I don't think you're going to send them, so send me straight to hell. That's where I want to go. Yeah, yeah. No, you may believe there's nothing, but nobody would say they would want to go directly sure. to other, the other place besides heaven. We, everybody yeah. want, wants to go to heaven. Sure. Okay, same thing. Everybody wants to be healthy. Yeah. Everybody wants things, but wanting it is not enough. 
Mm, you will, you can like spend that. your whole life wanting something and never get there. I mean, I've sat with women that have been bawling, crying their eyeballs out because they wanted to be healthy so bad and they didn't want to be like that. Yeah. I spent most of my life as a lukewarm Christian. I, mm. I wanted to go to heaven. I, I wanted to, you know, Sure. But I also that, that want is not enough. But I also yeah. wanted to have fun and wanted <laughs> to do things that I wanted to do in the world, um, and wanted all those things. And uh, it was about eight or nine years ago that I, you know I came to a crossroad. For me, this is my testimony. I came to a crossroad where the Lord was working on my heart so so strongly. And I hope I don't cry. Wow, I haven't talked about this. Working on my heart so strongly that I felt like it was now or never. And I don't know how to describe it, but it was like the, that he was calling me saying, I, you have to make a decision. You're mine or you're not. And I don't know if other Christians have experienced that at that turning point. Sure. But for me, that I, I, maybe it's because my extreme personality, and that's just how God had to deal with me. Um, but for me, he dealt with me like, you need to make a decision. Like, and I could, it was a burning thing. Wow. And I was out on a run one day. And I just felt, I mean, I just felt it. He's like, you have to, you have to decide. You have to decide. It's either me or the world. Which one do you want? And I was just like, I started crying on the run. And I was like, I choose you. I choose you. And I ran back so fast to my house. I probably the fastest I've ever ran. And I literally ran through the front door and fell on my knees right at my first chair. And I just started sobbing. And I said, I choose you, I choose you. And I made a decision that day that I was going all in. And I decided. I decided. All in, yeah. I decided. And so wow. uh, I got baptized, and my shirt that I got baptized, they gave me, said, I have decided. Ah. And so I, um, from... You know, he started showing me that. I started using that message with the members at Curves. You can't just want it. You have to decide. You're mm -hmm. lukewarm. We're all lukewarm. We're, we're lukewarm in our goals and our dreams. We're lukewarm Christians. We're half in and we're half out. Yeah. Okay? You, got, you can't do that. You'll never be successful. Whatever it is that you want to do, you got to go all in. Yeah. And, and, and so that's how I started coaching the ladies and at Curves. And then one day I was out running about five, about six years ago, and I was running with my buddy uh, Don, and we started talking about. It. I said, "People just need to decide what it is they want to do, and just stick the stake in the ground and do it. They have to decide." And I was wanting to do a community movement. I'm like, "I've decided." I'm like, "I've decided to lose weight. I've decided to open my own business. I've decided to get out of debt. I've decided yeah. to write a book." I'm like, "I'm gonna." That's what it's going to be called. I've decided. Boom. There it is. <laughs> and, 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 and now you um, host conferences. I've decided conferences. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the so, conferences. Yeah. So, well, I'll, let me just share. The goal of I've decided when we initially um, started was just to help people. I just thought we can help people be successful. I have the tools and resources, the experience. I, I, I know what they need to do in order to be successful. And how do we do that? Well, we got to get, we got to reach them. Yeah. We got to get the people. We have to, we can't, you know, we have to reach the people. And so we, you get everybody together and how can you get everybody together? And I love conferences. Like I am a conference, like 
Zig Zig. I mean, I go to hear speakers all of, I just love, 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 love. I'm a conference junkie. I love, I get so motivated. I am. I get so motivated and uh, fired up when someone speaks a message to me that I, I, maybe I've already heard it before, but this way it made it just sink yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, I, the Lord speaks to me at conferences. I don't know. I just get, yeah. it's every, even conferences that aren't super great that I've been to are still, I will say something happened that was a life changing experience. Yeah. And so for me, it's like church, you go to church, yeah. you get filled up something. They, the, the pastor speaks something that you you've heard before, but this time it really hits home. Conferences are the same thing. So I said, there, we need to have a motivational and leadership conference. Yeah. That's a great, great way to reach people. And so we, I started encouraging businesses to come on board with us so that we could have resources to fi finance this because I didn't have any money. <laughs> this little thing, you know, called money that you yeah, kind of need yeah. to, to do things. Sure. And uh, honestly, um, when, I first, when I signed the first contract with uh, the Peoria Civic Center for our first um, conference, I probably was negative. Am like, are they going to check the, are they going to like, what do you have to do to sign, you know? A, Step of get, faith, right, man. That was taking a They big, didn't check anything. They just took my word for it. Wow. And I prayed. I'm like, Lord, I got a bill coming due here. And you know what? That was five years ago. We're going to have our five-year anniversary conference this coming January. All and right. so since then, we do three motivational leadership conferences. We do a full day kickoff in January, the third Saturday of January, which okay. happens to be January the 19th in 2019. Okay. And then we do two half-day conferences to follow up, one in April and one in September. And because you can't just, it's not a one-and-done thing. This is an ongoing experience. I've decided is an ongoing experience. You, you get connected in our community, and then we continue to work with you and help you be successful in whatever goals and dreams that keep coming up. Because you got more than one, you may not know it, but there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot going on in there. Yeah, uh, you get me excited. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to right here. go off. Maybe it's because I'm leaving for vacation <laughs> in a few hours. <laughs> but well, no. Well, um, tell us a little bit. What, what's your dream now? I mean, obviously, you, you did curves, and you you, you still own um, curves franchises, mm -hmm. and now you're doing. I've decided getting ready to hit your five year um, anniversary of that. So, what what is your dream? Uh, to help as many people as I possibly can fulfill yeah. their purpose Love and that. grow the kingdom. I mean, I believe wholeheartedly if we can get people to recognize that they were born for a purpose and that they're, and that now there's a, a, a home, a place, an incubator that has all their resources and tools that they need to be successful, that they um, then have to believe that they were created. Yeah. Right? It goes yeah. hand in hand. And so we were created. That's the truth. Sure. That's the truth, believe it or not. And we were created. And we were created not just because we were created to do something. Yeah. And and every single person knows that. Amen. I believe it. Well, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms thirty seven four. And it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. So when people ask me, how do I find out 
my purpose? How do I find out what I'm supposed to do? Well, well, first of all, as a believer, we're called to glorify God by how we live. That's right. But God places desires within us, and the one way to find out whether it's a good desire or a bad desire is to wait against Scripture. Yes. And as long as it doesn't contradict Scripture, I believe God places those, those desires, those longings within us. In fact, Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. So I believe that God wants us to fulfill our dreams, maybe even more than we do. I believe he wants us to offer those dreams to him. Proverbs 16, 3 is kind of my life verse. It says, commit to the Lord whatever we do, and our plans will succeed. So when we take our plans, we give them to God, they become his plans. His plans don't fail. Of course, people do. We make mistakes. So let me ask you this, Kim. Why do people quit dreaming? Yeah, well, there's many reasons. So I think, you know, when I love the scripture when Jesus says, let the little children come to me, those are, you know, those that have faith of a child, yeah, right? Just a, because a child, they don't, they just count on us for everything. They're in. They, they're all in. Yeah. You know, they believe they're going to be taken care of. They, yeah. they believe they're going to get fed. They believe these things. It's so sad when that doesn't happen for them. But in general, they're all in. They're born all in. They're helpless, right? And so um, children, think back when you were a kid. You know you had those dreams, those desires. I think God starts working on our heart way back then. Yep. Uh, he does, and, and he works on your heart, and, and uh, you, you know those dreams, and you kind of think, when I grow up, I'm going to do this. And you have that dream in your heart, but then life happens. Mm. And maybe you, you're half, but here's the thing, you're half in and you're half out, right? Yep. So you're like, well, I know I probably, if I'm going to fulfill that dream, I got to go to school or I need to do this or I need to do that, except for all the fun stuff starts happening. And so then you decide you're meddling over here instead. It's work. Yeah. (laughs) And so next thing you know, you might get, you may have uh, quit school. You may have gotten married. You had a baby. You know the drill, the story. Life is tough. You go through a divorce. You you end up, and the next thing you know, you're just broken. Mm. We're just all broken. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're all just broken little people. And then you're just just yeah. pedaling just to breathe. And that we're broken because of our own stupidity, our own mistakes. We do it to ourselves, and we just sit and pedal. And, and the dreams just keep getting to, to smaller and smaller and smaller. So as a kid, we're dreaming so big, yeah. right? And yeah. then those dreams right. just yeah. start. We just, get jaded. We yeah. get jaded. And then, and next thing you know, you're going, well, maybe that was just dumb anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and so now you got your job, you're making good, you know, you're surviving, you're paying the bills. Um, life feels okay. And you just settle. Yeah. But that's where you come in to say, hey, you can resurrect your dream, <laughs> right? You can get a back up. You can still dream. plant yes. your stake yes. in, in the ground. And yes. I'm sure that, um, I mean, obviously, you know how important it is to have purpose. Because purpose, when you have a vision, discipline follows. If there's no vision, then we're not going to be disciplined. We're just going to kind of get up and, and whatever. But when we, when God ignites something in our heart and we are pursuing it, that, that, that's, that's the motivation to, to, to make it happen. If we don't, if not, we just, we kind of spin our wheels. One of my favorite quotes is uh, by author Mark Batterson, one of my heroes. And he said, uh, 
Pray like it depends on God, mm -hmm. but work like it depends on you. I'm reading his book right, right now. All right, there you go. <laughs> I just well, read that, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm actually reading a book. That's hilarious. Well, I'm yeah. taking it to the beach with me to finish up, and then I got another one to start with. Wow. Well, yeah, well, yeah. God, God will always do his part. You have to do, we yeah. we have to do our part. You know, I published a book. It didn't publish itself. Right. I had to sit down and write it. It's kind of funny. Um, it's been said that authors, they don't like to write. They like having written. You know, it's kind of like runners. We don't it, like to run. We like having ran. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. My son and I yeah. ran last night yeah. at 1115 or no, no, that was two nights ago. Last night we ran at like 10 o'clock at night and my boy and I, we've been, we've been running every day and it's, man, there's times where we're not real motivated to get out there, but once we get back, we're so glad that we did. And I know there are people watching and listening yeah. right now. They have a dream in their yeah. heart. They've given up on it. You can be resurrected. They can make a decision today to say, you know what? I'm going to pick the ball back up. I'm going to start doing my part. God will do his part, but yeah. he responds to faith. If we'll be willing to take that step, you had to step out to sign a contract with the, with the Peoria Civic Center to do your first conference. And now you're getting ready to do your, your, you know, five years yeah. later of, of, of conferences. I'm sure that you probably have numerous success stories. Can, can you maybe share one or two to, to maybe fuel the faith of those watching this <laughs> yeah, today? No, I mean, of course. And, and I love it. I'm so blessed that I have the opportunity every day that people uh, feel comfortable to share their goals and dreams with me, you know, and, and even sometimes they'll say, it's kind of silly. I've never talked about it before. And I'm like, there is no silly dream. If it's yeah. in your heart, Amen. you it's there for a reason. And yes. so they share and Preacher. I'm so blessed. I know. Yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, of course we've had, I just, okay, this one just popped in my head because she's going to be on the radio show this Sunday, Charlie. Yeah. And so, hey, Charlie, if you're watching. Uh, but Charlie's my guest on the radio show. And this is just one little example. Uh, and we we had a, we have our Facebook page. Obviously, we put out motivational stuff on social media. And one of our posts uh, last fall was about, you know, making make one change. Mm. One change can, can start turning things around. Mm. What's one thing that you can mm. do to start taking a step towards your goal? And she said, I read that post and I thought, well, I can do one thing. Hmm. And so she made a decision to, uh, one of her, her goals was getting healthy. She had been caretaking for her mom and grandma for several years and not taking care of herself. And so she um, was at a point now where she was ready to just stick the stake in the ground and get herself back. So she goes, I can start walking. And then she started walking. Then she joined a class. Well, one thing leads to another. Now she's became, she's uh, uh, a certified uh, work instructor. So wow. not only did she take the class, she became a certified instructor. She's lost 80 pounds. Wow. And, you know, she's fulfilling her goals and dreams. And now more goals and dreams are coming to surface because she took that first step. And, and I think that's the other, you asked me, I want to say this, this is very important because this is, one reason why I've decided to exist. Why do people not fulfill their goals and dreams? Why do they stifle? Because success is like a puzzle. It, it takes so many pieces working together, mm. connected together yeah, yeah. in order to see that pretty picture, right? right. So you, you have to have all these things aligned and, and you have to be committed and willing to take that leap of faith and do what you have to do. Mm. Uh, you need accountability. You need support. 
you need information. You need motivation. Yep. You know, you, you need the tools, the resources. You need all of that. And to think you can do it on your own is a, de it's a lie. It's a that you know, it's a deception. And that's another reason why people aren't successful is because we don't get into a tribe. We don't get into a community that mm. can help us. It's just, you know, I, I always think about it like church. We, we got to go to church because we need that community so that we can get the help that we need. Yeah, in fact, the scripture says, don't get out of the habit of meeting together for worship like some have. But then a lot of people stop right there. It says, instead, encourage each other all the more until that day approaches when Jesus returns. So in other words, gathering together with other believers for worship yeah. is not only to receive a message. It's not only to you know, get strong in the word. It's not only to, to worship and all those things are part of it and all those things are important. But the scripture says in Hebrews, we don't get out of the habit of meeting together for worship because we need encouragement. Yes. We need to rub shoulders with other people. Yes. We need people that will help us to hold our arms up. And I think when it comes to pursuing our vision and our dreams, we definitely need to surround ourselves with people that are going to build us up, not tear us down. That's gonna. That's on the same journey. Yeah. So we go to church to get our spiritual life filled, right? Yeah. We go to the gym to get our physical life filled, and we come to I've decided to fulfill our goals and dreams. So look at I've decided like that place for your goals and dreams, that garden for dreams sure. where dreams grow, right? Yeah. And it's the same as going to church. Not that I'm comparing it to church, but it's yeah. a similar kind of mindset. You go to church to get your spiritual life filled, yeah. and then you go to the gym to get fit. Well, where are you going? What are you doing to get yourself encouraged to work on your dreams, to work on your goals, to be cheered on, to have that accountability? That's a missing link, and so that's why that's that's where I decided it comes in. Awesome. I, I, I love it. Well, we only have a few moments left. Do you... Um, can you can you give those watching and listening any um, any motivational tips that would would help them? They're kind of at ground zero, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So what what is that next step for somebody that's watching or listening? And you know, and maybe it's just to put one foot in front of the other. I don't know. It's but. funny you said that because I, I, at first when you were asking me, I'm thinking to myself. I'm kind of thinking while you're talking. Yeah, what what would I say to someone who hasn't even made that step yet? That sure. might be watching. That's saying, I just don't know. I, you know, I'm yeah. in a transition. Um, I have this I want to do, but there's no way I could do that. Yeah. Anyway, my, my favorite quote, it's in my book, Decide. It is, the emotion follows the action. Hmm. So you may never quite feel like doing what it is that you need to do. Uh, the emotion follows the action. So you got to take that first step. You know, you got to say, what's the first step? And the first step could be uh, coming to our half-day conference, September yes, yeah. the 8th, Saturday, September the 8th. It's uh, coming up. It could be sending me an email or just going on. You know, it, it could be writing down, I've decided to. Yeah. And then what's the first step that you can take to do that? Um, of course, the decide behavior change model that I teach uh, once you have decided what it is you're going to do, that first goal, I decided to. Now you follow the decide model, and that first step is declare. So yeah. you got to declare it. So I you tell it. somebody hey. that's going to hold you accountable, right? You say, hey, yeah. I'm going to do this, and uh, I need your help to keep me on track. 
and uh, and then and then from there you start going through the steps. But you it. know the emotion follows the action. You're not going to feel like it. Take that first step. Awesome. Do it. Just yes. just do it. Just do it. Habakkuk chapter two says to write down your vision. Yes. To, to make it plain so you can pick it up and run with it. You said declare it. The yep. word also says decree a thing and it will be established. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So don't curse yourself with your words. Speak, you know, speak words of life yes. and, and step out. Um, I love what you said at the beginning of the podcast. You said wanting it is not enough. Everybody wants something. That's right. Are we willing to make that want a reality? And we do that by making that decision, by saying, okay, I've, I've decided I'm going to do that one thing. He said, emotion follows action, right? So what are we willing to step out and do? I love it. So one of the things that you can step out and do is perhaps if you're in the Peoria area, join Kim at a I Decided Conference. The next one is in September. Tell us how we get more information about you, about I've Decided. Yeah, so I'veDecided.org. <laughs> That's right. our website, I'veDecided.org. It is, we are about to go under construction. We're redoing the whole website. Okay. So uh, I don't quite know how that works. If they leave our one up until the other one's ready and then they transition, I'm, I hope that's the case. I think that's the case, I don't, hopefully. Yeah. I hope, yeah, I think there's a, <laughs> but we are in the process of that. But there, our website is there, I'veDecided.org. And uh, you can email me, Kim, at I'veDecided.org. You can follow us on Facebook at um, on I've Decided. And, uh, and so, yeah, just hey, awesome. get connected. You yeah. know, that's the thing is, is get connected and, uh, get, get busy doing what you were meant to do. I love it. Well, thank you so much you. For, for coming in today so and excited. Making, making the time. So there you have it guys. Go check out Kim, follow Kim. I've decided.org. I've decided.org. All right. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for being a part of 41 Podcast today. For our producer, Mike Sable, my guest has been Kim Martin. I'm Chuck Tate. We look forward to seeing you next week. PeoriaLife.com.